0: This
1: is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We like to get the week started by tapping into the Korean mindset as best we know how, and we do that by listening to what Koreans are saying on their media and in their social media to each other. It's a feature we call Culture Pulse, and on Mondays, we've got Violet Kim in the studio to help guide us. Hi, Violet. Hi, Kurt. Yeah, so I guess it's almost becoming a cliche by now, uh, Korea is becoming more global, more multicultural, more international, and that's starting to affect the complexion of uh, the cities here in Korea. Definitely. Is it? Is it really truly becoming a globalized uh, urban landscape?
0: I mean, just in terms of your impression... How does it feel? I feel like it is. Becoming. Yeah, I've been I mean, I also feel like they're really pushing it mm-hmm. beyond what it is yeah. at the moment. They really like that word, tamuna, uh, multiculturalism. Oh, ah, really? But I think part of it does reflect a changing reality. I think, I think there so. are more.
1: I've been here about eight years, I guess, uh, off and on, Mm -hmm. and uh, it has evolved in a distinctly multicultural direction. We have this whole uh, expat segment that we do uh, during the week, and uh, we've got a real patchwork of interesting people sort of fusing into Korean society. But Mm -hmm. what you've brought in as topic number one is this sort of very deliberate attempt to sort of geographically set up enclaves. Yes. And is that working?
0: Uh that wasn't a deliberate uh, attempt on the part of the government. Mm. Rather, these little communities grew organically. Organically. And I think I was unaware of many of them. And I'm wondering how many of them you're aware of. Um, in numbers, the Chinatowns beat any other clusters. So I'm sure you've heard of the Chinatown in Terimdong.
1: Yep, we did that uh, with um, Time Out Seoul. They told us all about these international enclaves, and the uh, dong, uh Chinatown was pretty much the biggest. I wasn't aware that there were multiple Chinatowns.
0: Yeah, but there's also a smaller one in Yonnamdong and Yonhidong. Mm. Uh, and there's a Filipino town in Hewadong. Right. A Nepalese town in Changsindong, and a Mongolian town in Kwanghidong. That and I didn't know. And I'm only using the word town because that was the word used in the article.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. sort of a nexus where they come together. In you know, the, the Filipino thing is great. In Hewa they have a weekly market yeah. which has nice yeah. food and, yeah.
0: And apparently it grew up around the chapel. But the, sort exactly. of, the flea market has sort of become pretty famous. It's taken on its own mm-hmm. sort of identity. And I don't know if you've ever been to the French village in Sore Mar, Sore Village. Sure. And the sort of Japanese community in Dongbu Chondong.
1: Mm. I've heard about these various things, and yes. one day I want to get to each and every one of them. I've been to just For the food, a right? few, mainly the food. But mm. uh, let's see what else there is. Maybe some shopping. Just uh, see what the ambiance is there. Right, right. The mm.
0: grocery stores, things like that. Sure. Um, So the Incheon Chinatown wasn't really counted as part of these communities in the article because that's an example of the government deliberately nurturing a place for tourism. I see. But these other places grew organically around a community of these expatriates. Um... The article attempts to take a neutral stance on this multiculturalism by discussing, like, the broader dining options, and you know, just the b- various benefits that come from these communities, mm-hmm. and by pointing out the tourism opportunities. But it also talks about crime and fear of crime.
1: Yeah, I just saw a- an article today. I think mm-hmm. it, I believe it might have been in the Zhongang. Mm-hmm. Um, the headline was "Crime on the Rise in uh, Foreign." Districts. Yes. Um, I didn't read it carefully yet, but um, I didn't know what quite to make of that headline, whether that was uh, a genuine thing that's happening or whether that's kind of jumping the gun on painting all of these foreign districts or immigrant districts with too broad a brush.
0: Right.
1: What impression do you get?
0: I mean, I do feel like there is this general sense that a high number of foreign residents is linked to a you know, higher rate in crime. Okay. I don't know how much each person believes this or, you know, the official stance of yongdeon mm-hmm. gu is like they run a program to help combat this by helping foreign nationals assimilate and integrate better into Korean society. So they provide, you know, like courses and visa consultations and just, I mean, it does make sense in a way. Like if you're feeling constantly alienated, you strike out. hmm uh, I think that's sort of the logic behind their program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess for me, what struck me was how many people seemed to believe it in the comments. Not all the comments were negative, but there was a lot of stay out of our country.
1: Well, throw a few of the comments at me.
0: Well, I'll start with some of the positive ones. Uh, Some people expressed surprise. They said it's pretty fascinating to witness that South Korea is truly becoming a multicultural nation. Do you agree
1: with that statement, by the way?
0: Um, I think it's on its way. Mm. I don't think it's as multicultural as a lot of people like to say it is.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what fair. the overarching uh, sensibility about multiculturalism is here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it many different cultures are coming in and they are kind of becoming Korean? They are mm-hmm. Koreanizing? Mm-hmm. Or is Koreanness ness uh, growing multiple branches, multiple idioms in which you can be Korean now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't know the answer to that question.
0: Neither do I, but that's an interesting question. Hmm. And I think it's growing a little in both directions. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Like, I think these communities are an example of sort of preserving their non-Koreanness within Korea while assimilating at the same time. But- Korea
1: is already um, so highly linked to Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, That with the sheer numbers Mm -hmm. of Chinese Mm -hmm. that are right there, ready to come, move in, invest, tour, I I don't want to call it a risk, but Uh I think there's a definite uh, possibility Uh that uh, Korea could be uh uh-huh. reabsorbed uh-huh. culturally
0: uh-huh.
1: Uh, into, you know, such a Chinese type of uh, right. cultural sphere.
0: I hope some of those people who commented are not listening because that's what a lot of them were afraid of. But they were less uh, positive and neutral about it. Uh-huh. They, it was like a very real, real fear. They yeah. were like, you know, they're going to take over a country. Yeah. You know, if you can't speak Korean, like sometimes I can't tell whether I'm in China or Korea.
1: It's like it's, it's, it's demographics. Me. It's nothing more or less than demographics. Right. You go to the American Southwest and sometimes you can't tell whether you are in uh, Mexico or a Mexican. You know, uh, it's, it's extraordinarily Hispanic the way that these neighborhoods and the workforce mm-hmm. are all speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so you hear uh, a lot of Chinese spoken now in mm-hmm. Korea, especially when you go shopping in certain mm-hmm. areas. So that I mean, it's just numbers of people Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's multiculturalism or what so yeah um, I imagine some of the reactions might have had a a bit of a sharp edge to them but uh, it's not our job to reproduce those but to look at it thoughtfully let's move to topic number two Mm -hmm. Um, I guess uh, Korean culture expanding to Cuba which is kind of opening its doors a little bit
0: yes So KBS asked whether the presence of Korean popular culture in Cuba could provide a stepping stone for diplomatic relations between the two countries. Mm. And it described, this was literally the word they used, interest in Korean popular culture as hot, like very hot burning in Cuba. But there was, like, I I looked at it a bit skeptically because I think the media loves to talk about how you spreading all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. and they it have is, one
1: K-pop concert down there in Havana, right. and they say, the country is being taken over by value. Right. You know? right.
0: The reporting there was also an interview of a Korean Wave fan club member. Okay. So it was very selective. Uh-huh. But it's also true that Korean popular culture is remarkably and surprisingly widespread. Uh-huh. So I'm sometimes surprised. I have a tendency to downplay it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know what it is for this. I, I think I it's think... still quite small, the, the K-pop. We're K-drama community, but...
1: As a media organization, a domestic Korean media organization, I think you'll never lose brownie points by saying Hallyu is taking over the world in this or that corner, whether it's Europe or Cuba or anywhere else. The mm-hmm. government will always give you a nice pat on the head if you say that. Right. Uh, whether, you know, whether it's true or not, It's uh, there's a certain element of uh, wishful thinking in it. But of course, Hallyu is powerful. What I would like to see is a, 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 a K-pop band with the visuals of a K-pop mm-hmm. and the sort of dance, choreography, and musical flavor of... Of a Cuban band I think uh-huh. that would be a, a killer band uh-huh. so where's that, that band that might
0: happen someday that might happen someday one of the big
1: agents should uh, put that together uh-huh. make that hold the next um, PD 101 in Havana uh-huh. to source the next great K-pop maybe band maybe from Cuba that? maybe from Cuba, mm-hmm. an all-Cuban band. What are people saying about this?
0: Well, a lot of people were actually skeptical. Um, people said, I used to be proud when I saw news like this, but now I can't stand it. <laughs> I think they used the word disgusted. Okay. And I think it's because you can kind of go overboard with this sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and comparisons of, a lot of comparisons of Cuba and North Korea, How people were very positive about Cuba. Okay, So very inquisitive, positive, you know, generally good news.
1: I think Cuba's got a lot of soft power on tap the way Korea does with Hallyu. I think all of the cultural yes. uh, flavor of Korea will help it emerge in the international community. Yeah, I think Let's,
0: that's really important.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our last topic. It's never easy to be a vendor, but they are having especially tough times lately.
0: Right. So I'm sure you've we've covered this topic uh, either directly or indirectly multiple times, you know, gentrification, rising rent, but... These things aren't unique to Seoul as a city, but I think the qualigum or premium aspect Mm -hmm. of the story is a bit unique. So, do you know anything about that?
1: Qualigum, uh, is is it a premium if you're a business?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh,
1: That's about all I know.
0: Right. So, it's not legally enforced, which I think sort of puts it in the category of culture or at least common practice. Mm-hmm. And it's the premium that one leaser pays to the leaser that came before. Ah. And it pays for sort of the value that the first tenant created, like the sort of uh-huh. undefinable So I created
1: value. a really awesome restaurant here, uh-huh. but I'm going to leave for you to take over my prestigious little spot. You're going to pay me a qualicum,
0: Right. Even though you take your restaurant and your restaurant branding, uh-huh. you're the one that helped gentrify the neighborhood, uh-huh. helped make it kind of a hip alleyway. Okay. And so I'm going to benefit from that. That's the idea. So I pay you a premium.
1: Okay. So, yeah, that's pricey for the new tenant. What are people saying in terms of whether they agree with this practice? Or very,
0: that? very divided. A lot of people were against it. Um, it's not legally enforceable. It's based on a lot of arbitrary sort of measurements, and it can be a huge burden. And it has nothing to do with the building owner. So some people are saying it doesn't really protect anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but others are saying that you should receive some sort of I don't know compensation for the work that you put in into critical. I think you did, did when hitch. you sold
1: your place, didn't mm-hmm. you? All right, that's all the time we have for today. It's getting costly to gentrify as always. That's Culture Pulse. Violet, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Career Escape resumes right after this.